But tonight, we're going to talk about something that, as we think of the Bible, right? The Bible has 66 books. And the last time we talked, we talked about how this is God-breathed, right? Everything comes from God. Now, as we will see as we look at tonight, there are other books as well, but they are not inspired books. All right? So you will, you know, we'll come across that as we go through tonight, right? But first of all, we need to understand the Bible, and this is how we, the books were chosen, right? And the last time, remember, we talked about, we talked about how a lot of the books are named after authors, right? Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, um, you know, or they may have, may talk about the character, right? Like Ruth, you know, all these different books. But the Bible is a complete collection, right? The Bible is a complete collection. There's an incomplete it's a complete collection, 66 books. No more, nothing less. So this should be, you should, this is the first blank if you look at your paper. The Bible is a complete collection. All right? Not a single word is missing. And not a single word can be added. And that's very key, right? That nothing can be taken away, nothing can be added to God's Word. The 66 books. Every book that should be in the Bible already there, and we can be confident there is no unknown book that will be added. The Bible never be released in an updated, revised version. The Bible, we hold, it's finished and final. All right? So, we will look at it a little bit later on. But how many of you have seen a Bible that says the Old Testament, New Testament, and then it has another thing at the end that has some other books. Anyone ever seen a Bible like that? Anyone ever seen that? Alright. What's the name of my brother Frank? The Catholic book, right? Apocrypha, right? So you'll see these other books and we're going to talk about them a little bit later. Well, yeah, we ain't, yeah. Alright. So, the books of the Bible are not a special class man-made books handpicked by the church. So this is very important to think about, right? This is not a special class of man-made books. If the Bible was just man-made books, what difference would they be than a Harry Potter book? Or uh, what's the new book on it? On it? Would y'all like to watch? I mean, would y'all like to read now? What is the... You don't read it? Wow. Well, that explains a lot. Huh? What's it? Who likes to read? Anyone like to read? What are, what are some new series that y'all like to read? Spider-Man. Percy Jackson? All right. All right. So, per- huh? Gerald said Percy Jackson. All right. Huh? Huh? Hold on. St- what did you say? James Paxton books? Paxton? Paul, James Patterson. What does he write? <laughs> Adult books? All right, I don't know that. So, so these, are hand, these are not, these are handpicked by the church. The books of the Bible were recognized and not chosen, right? So these are books that we were recognized to the church. That's why it's not quite accurate to say that the books of the Bible were chosen or selected by a church council. More accurately, we should say they were over time, all right, recognize that books are written by God. Let me make sure we get the right 
blank here, all right? They were recognized over time, all right? The books are recognized to be written by God. God's people recognized the books that were written by God and rejected the books that weren't, all right? So like I said, there are other books, and we're going to come across them a little bit later, right? There are books that were rejected that did not make the 66, what we call the canon, all right? And that's important to think about because there are a lot of people going to come, and come to you and say, what about this book? We heard about the Quran, we heard about all these different things, but we know that the Bible is whole and it's complete, all right? The collection of writings that have been recognized are called canon, all right? So from Genesis to Malachi is the Old Testament, from Matthew to Revelation, right? These are called, this is called the canon. F.F. F. Bruce defines the term this way. The canon of scripture is the list of writing delivered to us as a divinely inspired record of God's self-revelation to man. That self-revelation of which Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the center. So what we're saying is that again, we talked about last week, this is God breathed. This, the words came directly from God. Now, that makes us know that every word that was written in the Bible is for us. All right? This is so we should read. This is our foundation. This is everything to us. So this is the quote that we just read. Although many factors affected why certain books made to the canon, the primary question was whether God had written and inspired the book. If it wasn't from God, then it couldn't be part of God's word. So, if the word did not come directly from God, it cannot be a part of God's word. Think about you for a second, right? We live in a culture where you know, people, you know, do different sports, they do all these things. If it doesn't come directly from someplace, if you're not from a certain place, what does that mean? You're not from there, right? I can't say I was born in the United States if I was born in the Bahamas. I'm a Bahamian citizen. I can't say I'm American. I wasn't born there. So it's just like that. We cannot say that if it's not, if it's not from God, it can't be a part of God's word as we will look at a little bit later. The canon of the Old Testament. So we said we have the Old Testament, New Testament. By the time of Jesus, there was a widespread agreement about the canon of the Old Testament. Remember we talked about last time as well, we talked about how many collections, how many different scrolls have been found, copies, have been traced, more than any other book, the Bible. The canon began with God himself. He wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone for Moses and the people of Israel. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was writing from God engraved in the tablets, Exodus 32, 16. So we see that from the beginning, the Ten Commandments came directly from God. This is God's word. God himself wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone for Moses and the people of Israel. Moses' successor, Joshua, continued the practice of writing down words in the book of the law of God. So in Joshua 24, 26, it says, And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up under, that was the sanctuary of the Lord, right? So here it is, this is the saying, the book of the law of God that's written down. Now, let me ask a question. How many of you would rather hear directly from God, or hear, hearsay? 
How many of you ever heard, how many of y'all played the game Password? Where, I don't know what you call it now, I don't know what you call it, Password. Telephone, right? If I start with him, if I start with him and I get to, in the bag there, the brother Frank, that could be changed completely, right? That's why it's great to know that this came directly from God. The people of God always believe that these holy writings were God's words. They always believe that these were, the people of God always believed that these holy writings were God's words, just as God had told the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write in a book all the words I have spoken to you, Jeremiah 32. Since 475 BC, nearly 2,500 years ago, the books within the Old Testament canon have remained the same. They remain the same. How many of you have a biology book or a science book or an English book that says on it at the bottom, third edition, fifth edition, sixth edition, right? You see that, right? You know, this has been revised. The Bible is one book. Yes, it may have different translations to make us be able to read it better. But even in that translation, things are lost. Because like we talked about before, the, the, the Hebrew, Greek, those were the main languages. And so we lose translation when we talk to someone in English, right? Just like we learn Spanish, right? How many of you learn Spanish in school? Spanish, is a, to me, a, it was a very difficult subject to learn, right? All right, but French with anyone, right? But guess what people tell you? People tell you that English is the hardest language to learn. It doesn't make sense to us because we know English, right? But when we talk about Spanish, to me, I always, I always put the things all backwards because they don't write sentences like we write in English, right? The words go in different, different order, right? So this is something that we have to think about. We have all this, and it's from, from God. The Old Testament scriptures were written with the understanding that they were God's holy word, and they have always been understood in this way. So understand that they were God's holy word, and they have always been understood in this way. Nothing has changed. That's why we talked about last time, the Holy Bible. One book, Holy Bible. I'd be thinking of the, the, the New Testament. We think of the, the writing of disciples that were understood their work to be the blank of Jesus' promise, right? Fulfillment of Jesus' promise. They were speaking God's word with God's authority. It's very key, right? That we have to understand that, right? That these words that the disciples were the fulfillment of Jesus' promise. They were speaking God's word with God's authority. When Jesus left, he gave them, the disciples, a job to do. To what? Tell the nations about what? What did he tell them to do? Anyone know? What did Jesus' last word to the disciples? Spread the good news, right? Baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Go to all the ends of the world and tell the gospel. That was his last word, and that was to fulfill what he already said. Works written by our authorized by apostle were accepted. So when we consider that, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These words are written directly from God. All right? And we need to understand that. There need to be a general consensus or recognition by the church that the book was God's word. The book also could not disagree with other scriptures. All right? So there could be no... You had to agree with other scriptures. God's word cannot contradict itself. 
All right, that's very important. God's word cannot contradict itself. People tell you the Bible contradicts. How many of you ever heard that? Anyone ever heard that before? I've heard it all the time. Right? What does contradict mean? Anyone know what contradict means? Hmm? Go again, right? That let's just say one person said this, and then one person said it, and it totally goes against it. Just like if you had to say, if you had to bring two people and tell a story, and let's just say we were put before a court, one would say one thing, and that's why I say the complete opposite. Whose story do we believe? Well, we don't know, right? But we need to recognize that this is what this is saying, that it doesn't contradict. We can be sure that all the books in the Bible belong. All right? All the books in the Bible belong. In the past, in these last days, until that day when we see God face to face, there's no more scripture to be added. What about the other books? So there's no more, no more scripture to be added, right? So we talked about the what? These are called the what? Apocrypha. Apocrypha. Apocalypse, no. Apocrypha, right? Now, like I said, these are other books. But these are not the inspired books. These are not a part of the Bible. Not a part of the 66 books. Like I said, if you see a... Let's quiet down. If you see a Catholic Bible, it's going to tell you the Holy Bible and the Apocrypha. Because they're going to have these books here. All right? Jesus and the disciples quote the Old Testament scriptures, right? But they never quote the Apocrypha. All right? So this tells us that these books are books, but they never were quoted by any of the Jesus or any of his disciples. All right? That's important, right? That's important because if they were never quoted, then they can't be inspired. They can't be important. Not to be treated as the scriptures, right? So these are not to be treated as the scriptures. The reformers, in contrast, return their traditional view of the Apocrypha as helpful for the church, but not part of the canon, right? So these books can be helpful, but they're not a part of the canon. Alright, that's a lot of information to handle probably in one night, but I, you have the paper, it'd be good to read through it. But what we want to get out of this section is to know that the Bible is from Genesis to Revelation. 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be taken away from it. So when we see people say, what about this book and that book? You can say, well, they were not a part of the canon. They were not in part of the inspired Word of God. And that's why it's very important to think about it. Because when we consider, when we consider the other religions that have different books, we can say, well, that's not a part of the Bible. There are some people who are going to come and talk to you, right? And they're going to say, well... Look at the scripture, and this is why it's good to have your own Bible, right? I'll give you an example. Let's return the pen. I'll give you an example. How many of you have ever had some people come knock on your door on a Saturday? All right? Jehovah Witness, right? So let me ask a question.
They, do, they say things out of context of nine, right? They add some words. They may take out some words. But you have to know that. That's why it's important to, if a Jehovah Witness come and talk to you, you know what would be good to do? Take your own Bible out with them. And let's look at it together. And you know what can happen? They might tell you they ain't want to talk to you no more because they, they don't want to do that. Um, so, all right. Huh? Because plenty of people give him a lot of things, right? Right? I mean, just because just because I put on a Kobe Bryant jersey don't mean like Kobe Bryant. Huh? Yeah, right? So, let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Father, we pray you continue to be honored in all that we do. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen.